experience. Welcome to the locker room talk. <laughs> We're finally done with the sound checks. We did it, man. We got to get a producer. Well, yeah. We, that was, that, that's 10 minutes of what? Crafting something that we're supposed to care about. Yeah. Well, last I, week we just fucked up enough that we started playing Triple H's entrance music, and this week we're like, let's be a little more professional. And then uh, we, I, I think we ended up with some bonus content there. We really did. Yeah. One week, one uh, time. Once we have the Patreon, we'll release all the sound checks as a Patreon exclusive, and you can hear us smoke crack and say the N word. I mean, that's essentially <laughs> what they want. They, they want to, they want to see the band tune up. You know, they want to hear the orchestra. <laughs> That's us doing in. our vocal exercises. Me, 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 me. Ah, we're having a we're having a good time, man. <laughs> Rubber baby bumpy rapers. <laughs> 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 and we're back. Ah, we're back, man. Oh, we're feels, back. Yeah. feels good, dude. I I I know I, I'm on record saying this constantly, but the boys are back. Boys are back. The boys are, are they are they in town though? I think so. You know that song is Thin Lizzy is a black Irish guy, and I don't mean black like you know they say black Irish because they have like dark no black guys. guy would like a Thin Lizzy. <laughs> <laughs> a Lizzo, however. Yeah. <laughs> if you wanted a, the a band thin to be Lizzo is, a, is still an obese woman. <laughs> <laughs> well, congratulations. You are morbidly obese, but you are thin by Lizzo standards. <laughs> that, that should be the new body mass index at the rate America's going. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. You're only one Lizzo. Turns out you don't need a uh, Lipitor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but Thin, thin Lizzy, they're, the guy, they're a band from Ireland, yeah. and the guy's Irish, of course, but he's half black. Mm. Gross. You ever met an a Irish guy who is also black? I've seen you rap before. That's oh, that's, that's the, the closest, closest you've yeah. seen. <laughs> <laughs> that's the closest I've seen to a black Irish person is my Irish friend rapping. Same fucking thing. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Ah. Black is a feeling. Mm. <laughs> Hashtag black is a feeling. Hashtag. You want to try to get that going on, Damn. on Twitter? I would love it because then 4chan, 4chan would just like manipulate it and then like have scenes of violence <laughs> yeah. and say black <laughs> is a feeling. You know, just like violent things of like people being attacked, vi- you know, war and shit. I'd be like, yeah, black's a feeling all right. If black's Rage. a feeling, then facts don't care about your feelings means something real different <laughs> now. <laughs> <laughs> we here at UCLA have ended the affirmative action program because facts don't care about your feelings. <laughs> ah, that, that's some, that's some, that's some good riffing right there. Fellas. Are they a one yes. hit wonder, Thin Lizzy? I don't know another Thin Lizzy song. I don't either, but I also don't know enough music stuff that I like. There are a lot of bands where I only know one of their songs, and they actually have more. Yeah. So yeah, I would have, think yeah. they're a one-hit wonder, but it's like, oh no, they I actually just don't know a lot about music. Yeah. Matt's like, uh, they have more than I want to hold your hand. I gotta check yeah. out the Beatles. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, what defines a one-hit wonder? Like they only had like, well, like I mean, like they can be like a. a successful band but like they have like a huge hit mm-hmm. yeah. you know so it's like is that it? or they just like fade into obscurity and they have nothing else going for them or yeah i mean know. the big one i think uh there's uh tony basil the per- is the person who sang oh mickey you're so fine uh-huh. i think that's like a one-hit wonder i only know about this because tony basil was inducted in the rock and roll hall of fame i'm pretty sure recently mm-hmm. or or maybe it was the, it was someone who either wrote or sang the song "Oh Mickey, You're So Fine," okay. and that was like a thing where people were like, "What a one-hit wonder gets in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame?" Mm. Yeah, I don't know much about the debate. I'm I'm all about the Baseball Hall of Fame debates, but I don't know much about the Rock and Roll Hall who, of Fame. Who should ones. be in the Who should be in the Baseball Hall of Fame? That's not 
Uh, Pete Rose is like, and Barry Bonds are probably like the top two. And they they are both not in because they were naughty boys, right? Yes. Mm, Well, I'm going to respectfully disagree, and I'm going to say the monkey in the Matt LeBlanc blockbuster. (laughs) Ed. Ed. Yeah. I think Charlie Sheen as Wild Thing, Ricky yeah. Vaughn in Major League, the, uh, the Bernie entire, Mac, yeah. Stan Ross. Let's go through every baseball yeah, movie. The, the, the entire lineup of uh, the Sandlot, <laughs> all of the angels in the outfield. <laughs> no, just God. <laughs> yeah, that's good. It, all it, of the kids in the Sandlot except Smalls. Yeah. Uh, rookie of the year, that kid. That Thomas was, Ian yeah. Nicholas. That that was a mind fuck for me because that uh, have you ever seen Rookie of the Year, Bobby? No, no. It's about a kid who breaks his arm and all of a sudden can throw a ninety mile an hour fastball, so he gets signed by the Cubs. Dude, you know how many lawsuits they had to settle because kids were throwing themselves down the stairs yeah. after watching that movie, <laughs> just trying to break their arm so they could be a major league pitcher. Yeah, yeah, um, they would like or her fucking abusive dads being like, he was trying to be like that kid in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We told I, you that was just a yeah. movie. <laughs> I saw that movie when I, it came out in like the early night. So I saw yeah. that when I was like eight or nine years old. Loved that movie. Then that kid is the lead in American Pie. Which oh, one? that's not Jason. The first Biggs? one. No, um, the first one, the lead is Thomas Ian Nicholas. Jason Biggs is like one of his friends in the first one. What? He becomes like the yeah, lead. All he does is fuck a pie. I think he the fucks first... a pie and has the scene with Shannon Elizabeth. He like steals the movie. Really? I, but the I, main I characters never... were Thomas Ian Nicholas and his girlfriend Tara Reed. That's great. Damn. I never. Act... Is he in any of the sequels? Yeah, he's in them. And the thing is, he's just like Jason Biggs friend. Wow. Yeah, it seemed those first couple movies. It's like Thomasy e. and Nicholas and his best friend Jason Biggs, and they deal with like Stifler, Finch, and their other characters. But yeah, it's Thomasy e. and Nicholas and Tara Reid's relationship is like the main crux of the first one. And then you have Oz with the crossplay with Heather Graham. Oh, I never watched that movie because yeah. like I, I was too young when it came out, and then when I was finally old enough. I was like, I'm just going to watch like a regular ass porn. I can see. Stan yeah. Elizabeth tits American. I don't need a fucking yeah. plot. American Wedding down. came out like right around when I was like yeah. 13. So I watched the first two then. I think I had the second one on like VHS also. It was like two girls kissing yeah. in that one. That was everything I, I watched, needed when I was I watched 12. American Wedding. And that, then it was like Stifler was the main character. Stifler became an American Wedding. Because the first two movies, Stifler's just the bad guy. He's just this the all, bully. This is all in the American Pie verse too. Yes. In the American Pie universe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Stifler's the bad guy and American Wedding he has his baby face turn he becomes like you see he kind of has a heart and he like saves the wedding at the end of it and because in the first two movies Stifler was the bad guy he was I mean, he was stone cold he was the bad guy everyone hated it was just cool enough that everyone kind of liked even though he was doing bad stuff yeah. and so then they decided to just make all these straight to DVD movies which was just a cousin of the Stiflers right. uh, cousin of the cousin of the Stiflers they just like used the Stifler name because at mo- a lot most people what people took away from the American Pie movies was Jason Biggs fucking the pie and Stifler Eugene Levy and Eugene Levy. Yeah. So I kind of feel Thomas Ian, Rookie of the Year, kind of got uh, phased out a little. That's crazy. I had no idea he was even in that. I, th- I always just thought it was like a Jason Biggs vehicle because he was like, you're the guy that fucked the pie. Yeah, I mean, those his scenes were the best. I think him and Thomas Ian Nicholas were like the main two, but I think it was mainly Thomas Ian Nicholas and Terry. I watched it a few months. I watched the American Pie movies fairly often, if you, you can't you tell. You watched American <laughs> Pie and you watched The Fast and the Furious. Yep. You're just an all-American <laughs> boy. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. never, I never watched that. What did you watch, Bobby? What, what was in your spank bank? 
in your oh, youth. Oh, my uh, my friend Adam, he let me borrow the DVD for Swordfish, and that helped me out tremendously. The mm. Holly Berry scene. Yeah, I had just gotten a DVD player, and my fr- friend let me borrow this cool-ass movie. I still haven't watched it. I yeah. just watched the Halle Berry topless scene over <laughs> and over again. And you could, like, pause it, mm. and there's this one part where, like, the titty, like, kind of hangs over. Dude, that helped me tremendous. Because before that, it was scramble porn. I was just jacking off to like purple and blue titties. That's all you mm. needed, though, back in the day. It's it's a little hard. And I would always come right when the screen went like straight up gray. You know what I mean? I never yeah. got to come looking at tits until that Swordfish DVD got Honestly, it's Honestly, that was probably like a, a good thing that we didn't have access to. 4K pornography. In oh, yeah, because yeah. I could get an erection with a, an adult woman most of the time. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> I think, like, one of the first things I remember masturbating to regularly was, like, after everyone else was in bed, I would fire up the America Online. <laughs> now I'm going to age myself a little bit mm-hmm. here. I'm not that old. I'm only 31. But mm-hmm. uh, it uh, technology changes so fast. Like, somebody three years younger than you Wouldn't had a completely different... Like, they didn't have to ask their parents to hang up the phone so you could go online. Right. Like, yeah, yeah. There, there'd be DSL at that point. Yeah. I think um, the dumbest thing imaginable uh, using the internet to jack off as a preteen... Because I'm, I'm 31, too. So yeah. I, I, I printed out a picture of... Like, I didn't want to jack off in the computer room. So you printed out a picture of a child? I printed out a picture of a child. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't that stupid? (laughs) (laughs) I guess it wouldn't be illegal if you yourself are also a child. Mm. I think you get a mulligan for sure. You don't go to prison where you get raped by uh, adults. That'd be counterproductive. If you were sending, say you were a fucking teenager and you were sending pics to a girl... Like that girl want to get in trouble for child pornography? No, yeah. I think it's a, it's it's probably not outlined in the law anywhere, but it's probably like a like a mulligan type. Situation. I think it's one of those things. It's like we're gonna let your parents figure out what to do about yeah. this. Mm. But that was cool back when you would that'd suck like, if your parents yeah. fuck you. <laughs> 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 we're gonna let your parents handle this, and they're molesting the kid. <laughs> He's been handled, boys. Um, took care of it. Yeah, I think the first thing I remember masturbating to when my parents would go to sleep, I would go on America Online. And I would go to it wasn't Victoria's Secret; it was like a bikini website. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. You didn't even have the concept of like finding naked women or women sucking dicks. Yeah, I didn't know there were like porn websites. And, yeah, yeah, getting See, tied to a bed and being told they'll ooh. never be president. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you, you think you're gonna vote for you, bitch? You think you you can't even get out of this fucking bed? Back when come on, back you're gonna, when you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna unify the nation, you're gonna unify the nation with this dick in your mouth. Yeah, back that in the was day, a good Trump impression, damn. Dude, that yeah. was a that was that was just an everyman impression. So yeah, yeah I guess it was a Trump impression. I miss the days back when Kamala was just a 350 pound African wrestler. <laughs> damn, dude, it sucks. We have a woman vice president. Mm. Can we just admit that? Mm. All right, now that we've all admitted it. (laughs) We admitted it with our silence. And folks, if you're listening at home and you didn't say anything in response to Joe's question, you also admitted it with your science. Yeah, that was like the moment. With your science. With your 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 silence. (laughs) 
your science of fucking knowing who three cool guys are to listen yeah. to. No, it was like one of those kids shows where they like uh, they like endured the explorer. Like, can you show me where the next house is? And you wait for the audience to answer. Mm. That's what we just did with uh, asking everyone to admit that it's a bad thing we have a woman as a vice president. <laughs> <laughs> are you distrustful of the global Zog machine? Thanks, me too. <laughs> God damn, I love racist Dora, dude. <laughs> oh man. But uh, she only pretends to speak Spanish so she could fucking get illegal. Racist Dora. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Damn. So you're on American do- uh, uh, uh American online, right? And yes, and I would just look up these like bikini pictures. Right. Was the f- Yeah, it wasn't even really movies. Mm. Like the American Pie movies. I mean, the lesbian scene in two, I remember thinking was awesome, but I don't think I was masturbating yet. Like, yeah, there's how. there's an age where you're at where you're not masturbating yet, mm. but you still, like, are horny and nasty. Yeah. You're, like, rubbing your dick, but you don't know. You're like, well, this is sex. I'm doing sex right now. Yeah, or you, you don't even know what you're doing. You're just like, I like two girls making out is awesome. I don't know why it's awesome, but... All, it, I'll feel cool if I say it's awesome. Do you guys have this thing? This might be a weird thing with me. Uh, when I see a man and a woman make out, like in a porn, like if they're doing foreplay, I'm a little grossed out by it. Well, I think the idea of heterosexuality is just <laughs> revolting to you. I'm just, I just hate heteronormity so yeah. much. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I don't. Do you guys feel that way? It depends on what the scene is. If it's one of those where they're like reality kings where they do like real life situations yeah. i kind of like it then because then yeah. it like adds to oh these are two these are two people who kind of just met yeah uh, it, it just it really just depends on what race they are yeah <laughs> you know that's now the we're thing getting yeah, yeah we don't yeah. as long as it's not a uh stomach turning mm. uh combination mm-hmm. i'm all right with i'm all right with it and folks right. whatever you were thinking of that's what we're talking about yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, just goofing, man. It's just like it's like I nice subconsciously time. want to get fired, so I'm I'm doing this podcast. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yep. The, yeah. The, this is the uh, this is the career equivalent of suicide by cop. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, today I just got a haircut today at a barbershop I hadn't been to before. Yeah. You look great, um, by the way. Thank you. You get a little, uh, you get a little shave too. Yes, I did. I see, yeah, yeah. It was good. Uh, it was a Russian barbershop oh, where. Right. Uh, Oh yeah, I was. Matt, uh, get the fuck out of my house, dude. I didn't know it was a Russian barbershop. I just uh, saw it was the closest barbershop I saw on Google Maps, and then uh, went in, and uh, it's very small. So there were only two chairs and two barbers, and for next now, to, next to me, <laughs> they're, probably, they're probably gonna take over the building next door. Yeah. <laughs> You're a dude. I watch out, Matt. That's all yeah. I can say, dude. Next to me, the the barber who was doing my hair was this um like older Russian woman, mostly quiet. Ugh. The guy next to me was uh, loudly talking about how the media is portraying everything Russia is doing terribly, and they're actually in the right. Oh wow! <laughs> is this a Russian guy? Yeah. Oh, oh wow. And wow! I kind of like you know you can't always like look over to the side right. when someone's like cutting your hair. The chances I did get to see, he was like. I don't know if the guy who was getting his haircut wanted this or not. It was just kind of trapped. But uh. he's like showing him videos on his phone. Oh, hold on. <laughs> the, the guy, the pro-Russia guy is the barber. Yes. And he's like ranting at the at, at his yeah. customer. Yes. Dude, I hate him for, I hate him like <laughs> regardless of what he's saying. Yeah. Like, fuck off, dude. Cut my hair. Yeah. I mean, the uh, the irony of a Russian imposing his will on yeah. someone unwilling <laughs> while talking about <laughs> Russia, Ukraine. Um... And um, at a certain point, it's like 
I'm kind of like jokingly like, oh, look at me eavesdropping on this conversation, but I'm not really eavesdropping. It's mm. just it's a small room. Right, it's right. a loud conversation. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're, what can you do? It's not like you can yeah. like plug your ears. Exactly. Well, the moment the moment comes when he says, what do you think about it? And I'm thinking, please don't be talking to me. Yeah, yeah. And the woman who's doing my hair doesn't respond at all. And I look up and I see him locking eyes with me. Oh, no. <laughs> and I now have to say, but I kind of was just saying, I was like, I don't know. I don't. I'm not really following it that closely. Right, right, and right. Uh, I don't consider Eastern Europeans to be white in general. Exactly. Yeah. Um, Something real and, neutralizing. Uh, I just said, I'm like, I don't know that uh, I study history and I know that you don't really know about things until decades after they happen anyway. And he goes, that's probably the smart answer, but that's why we're ruined as a country because no one wants to have an opinion. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Jesus, Damn. man. You were, like, trying to do the right thing. Yeah. You were trying to say, like, the most milk toast, just to fucking... Get the service you paid for. Yeah, but he wasn't like... I mean, I guess it could have gone a couple of ways. I mentioned that my family came from Kiev, mm. Um, mm. but also Kiev. I'm... Kiev. I believe um, it's pronounced Kiev. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're uh, they're Kiefing real bad for how much they're getting fucked it's right actually now. It's actually pronounced New Russia. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, I mentioned that, uh, yeah, my family's from there, but I don't know. I'm not really getting it. I was, like, mm. trying to not play. But, but then he asked me where I'm from now. He's, like, from the same hometown as me in Queens. And we just start talking about bait growing up in Bayside. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And now I win him over. Yeah. Now we're not talking about Russia anymore, and I don't need to have an opinion on there Russia, you know. Ukraine. <laughs> but so, but you did find common ground with the person. Yes, and that that, that helped you move on. It's, that's yeah. funny. I it should. Is, I yeah. actually. That's why I'm getting fired because I humanized somebody who's pro Russia. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. The worst thing you can do in this society is humanize somebody that find common else. ground with yeah. somebody who's evil. You're not allowed to do that. Well, he must feel real happy that he d- denazified you. You know, which is yeah. ironic. Since oh, they gave that you was that guide. was uh, uh, that was for the video. He's showing this guy yeah, all yeah. the videos of Nazis in the Ukraine. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> it was all. Yeah, it was all the um, the things that you see on Twitter that you're not sure how many people in real life actually believe. Right, right. When you dig deep into like the extreme stuff on Twitter, yeah, and then you're hearing it, and it's like, oh yeah, some people do believe this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. For some people, it's not just locker room talk. Yeah. <laughs> some people, it's a way of life. Yeah. Damn. Awkward. I hope you don't get invaded by the Russians. I'm going to be pissed, honestly. Mm. I don't want to learn that alphabet. It's too confusing. Yeah. It's like, it, I don't think we'll ever have like a fucking invader in America. Mm. Well, well, the last time. Not we, in we, our lifetime. The last probably. time we were like outward, not like a terrorist thing, but like it would be like, what, Pearl Harbor, right? That was like last time like a country like invaded, invaded us. Mm. I guess. That was like an attack. No one's invaded as in come in to like take over and make us learn their language. Yeah. And they never will. Right. This is fucking America, this dude. Is America. As long as we build that wall. We'll build a wall around all of us, a dome. Build that dome. Build honestly. the dome. Yeah. Get dome in the dome. That's how we'll get people to come inside. Hell yeah. Get that dome. Get that yeah, dome. That's the new build the, w- build the wall. We, the new build the wall is get that dome. <laughs> get that, <laughs> that dome, dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. Get that dome. Get that dome. Get, get that, that dome. dome. That's like all the Republican fucking conventions are going to start having yeah. that chant. It's the new Let's Go Brandon. Get yeah. that dome. Or the dome. Democrats do get that dome while the Republicans have build the wall. And that's the great debate of the 21st <laughs> century. Yeah. <laughs> Whether we build a dome or a wall. <laughs> <laughs> that's that the perfect illusion of choice. Yes. I'm so annoyed. To that's where you, you have the third parties who are like, I mean, the dome and the wall are basically the same thing. I yeah. don't even know why you're making me choose between the two. <laughs> But then, yeah, you have uh, guys like, how about we 
build rebuild our infrastructure. Yeah. And they're like, that is not catchy at all. The new dude. libertarian is the person who doesn't want a border at all. Yeah. <laughs> who doesn't want anything built up. Everyone else is like dome and wall. And somebody's like, what if we had nothing? You're like, go fucking vote third party and throw your vote away then. Mm, mm. Damn. Do you think we should vote third party? Um, I think it's going to depend on where you live. I vote third party. I voted third party a lot because I live in New York and it's yeah. always going to go one way anyway. So I think voting third party is a way to actually have your voice heard because your vote is recorded, but not for the party that's winning, but also not for the other party. I vote fifth party. Mm, fifth party. Okay. Constitution party yeah. voter. <laughs> exactly. I have actually voted for like... Because uh, at one point I was so nihilistic, I would either just vote against the incumbent or every... Like third party, even though I didn't know who they were, I would see the Women's Equality Party and be like, "Yeah, they they could probably use a vote. They're probably not getting many votes." And uh, yeah. I figure if there has to be a Women's Equality Party, then there's some people who are so upset with everything they had to create it. No one else is voting for them. They're not going to win. So I'll throw my vote there. <laughs> women wouldn't even vote for the Women Equality Party. Ex- most of them probably don't. They probably don't, dude. Women hate each other. Also, then <laughs> I get to yeah, <laughs> they're too catty to vote for another one. Well, absolutely, they're, they're never going to get. Dude, it's a fucking. Ma- the only reason Kamala Harris is fucking vice president is because a man said. We need a fucking woman vice president. I think it's because I once voted for the Women's Equality Party. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. <laughs> fucking Joe Biden took yeah. a fucking minute from sniffing children's hair to That's the look other over <laughs> the voting record. And be like, hey, man, maybe... Maybe that maybe this guy here maybe he wants a maybe he wants a woman man. That's the other side of it is no matter how many like jokes I've said or I'm um, doing a lot show called locker room talk and like whoever could get upset with me it's like have you ever voted for the women's equality party before because I have. Have you ever voted for the national socialist party before? Ooh, have, I bet you have. Mm. Unfortunately, they're not on the ballot in New York. Yeah, they're not. <laughs> also, uh, uh, that would be uh, the uh, test for me. Will I vote for any third party just to yeah. make a point? Yeah. I'm going to vote for the mayor next time. I haven't voted my entire time. I, uh, no, the ranked I voted, choice voting is fun. I'm, I voted for, I had to vote for Trump mm-hmm. in the election. They were like, this election really matters. I'm like, oh yeah, mm-hmm. Donald J. Trump. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. it didn't matter. Yeah. And I knew it didn't matter. And I knew he wasn't going to win again. There's no way. So I threw my vote away. <laughs> and then I voted for Bernie Sanders before him. And I was so disillusioned. Mm. that I was like, I have no choice. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't Funny. think I've actually... I don't know when the last time was I voted for a mayor. Oh, no, I, d- I remember voting for mayor. I voted, like, third party on mayors also. Mm. I keep forgetting, like, when the voting for mayor is, so I keep yeah. missing it. And I think that's the most New York well, response. Yeah, well, really, the thing is, uh, for mayor in New York, it's the Democratic primary is who's deciding. Because it's mm. all... Like, my whole life, when I've been old enough to vote, it's always a Democrat that wins. Mm-hmm. And I After uh, Bloomberg. Yeah. And I'm registered as an independent, so I can't vote in the Democratic primary. Are you registered as Bobby? I'm a Democrat. Damn. Yeah, but I think I'm going to switch um, before the general so I could just uh, vote who, for whoever's not Trump in the Republican Party. Because I don't care what Democrat wins. You know what I mean? Ooh, you're going to be a scab. Yeah, I'm going yeah, to scab. That was Ooh. like, I think that was a big Rush Limbaugh thing that like, he was the first one to like say, he told people in New York to register Democrats mm-hmm. so they can like kind of fuck with the uh, Democratic yeah. primaries. Not just in New York, like across the country, you fuck with the Democratic primaries in the states you're in. Yeah, well, I, I'm like kind of, I guess like a conservative de- Democrat, so I'm pretty much going to like whoever's like, you know, wins the primary. Yeah, you're a Democrat who loves Trump. Wait, you're yeah. a, you're a, you're, a, you're a, a conservative Democrat. Why don't you just be a, a liberal Republican? Mm. <laughs> I suppose. Doesn't that sound like a little bit better? 
For some reason, like conservative Democrat seems way more fucking prudy than a liberal Republican. <laughs> yeah. Like hey a liberal guys, I'm a liberal is. Republican. Let's smoke some fucking weed. Yeah, yeah that liberal is true. Republican liberal, is like, yeah. I'll smoke weed, but I won't buy it from a black guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which honestly, I think I'm a liberal Republican now that we, you know, in practice, I'm a liberal Republican. I think I want to start bringing back like old 1800s political terms. Start telling people I'm a bourbon Democrat or something Ooh, like okay. that. Ooh, I'll be I'll be a bull and moose I'm at, party. Yeah. I'm actually a little more of a bull moose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I used to be a wig, but then I... <laughs> Wasn't there even like a Nazi party in America for a hot minute? Um, yeah, there never to the point where it, it wasn't like... Uh, as Like the Socialist Party in the early 1900s mm. was even a little bit bigger. I feel mm. like in the, the 1920s and 10s, there might have been some American Nazi Party candidates. There, were, there was yeah. um, that big rally at Madison Square Garden. Yeah, I, like, saw, I was yeah. like, yeah, that video where like, like they were like, mm-hmm. look how cool Nazi is. Yeah, yeah, you know, and I didn't even know Compound Media existed back then but <laughs> hey come on dude they're gonna sponsor the show someday uh yeah, yeah gino bisconti and anthony cumia judging comedy fight club on march 20th at the stand <laughs> hell yeah dude nice yeah. dude yeah that's gonna be fun that'll be fun dude yeah. that'll be very fun Those yeah gino's are- judged it a bunch before um cumia is uh i've like had interactions with him but we've never really like talked but gino mm-hmm. loves fight club and said uh he asked anthony and he wants to judge he saw when we did yeah. the fight club at skank fest oh fun that's yeah. awesome man dude I, I i like no matter what no matter what happens dude like i'll always love Open and Anthony was yeah. so pivotal yeah. in, in my early love of con- like that was like the first time I ever listening to Opie and Anthony it was like yeah. oh comedy isn't just like oh my wife and like I thought it was like Ray Romano and Jerry Seinfeld yeah. mm. type stuff mm-hmm. and I think Opie and Anthony kind of opened my eyes that comedy could be so much more yeah. well it's, it was a great show because you had like a radio legend and Anthony Cumia <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah, we might get picked up by faction talk too. Who yeah. knows? <laughs> Any, anything's possible, lads. Yeah. yeah. Anything it's a, is possible. It's always weird in comedy like with Kumia where there's like people who you know they've seen you before and you know you've seen them before, but they're still like so much further along and more famous than you mm-hmm. that it's a weird like I'm not gonna like kiss their ass, that's just not me, but I also like how do you like kind of bridge that almost I feel that, yeah. yeah i feel like anytime like i'm hanging out the stand and like somebody who's like you know kind of like famous like is like kind of like nods is like how you doing like you know they just say like that casual like oh hey how's it going yeah i just like fuck i made it you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's that but, feeling of like oh this fucking person yeah. like i acknowledge as a comedian yeah acknowledges me back as a peer and yeah. that's like a huge that's like yeah, but there's also, like, if you're at a bar show or at an open mic, for the most part, you can talk to someone. It's like, you know they've seen you before and you've seen them, and you just, like, go into talking to it, but talking with them like you know each other almost. Right. But I'm like, I don't feel like I can do that with Kumia, but maybe I could, and I'm just, like, in my own head. Well, there's, there's a camaraderie with, like, yeah. knowing that somebody does stand-up comedy. Like, you do yeah. have, like, that. Mm-hmm. Like, everyone that's done stand-up comedy, like, everyone's had, like, a good set. Everyone's bombed. Everyone has, like... A show they want to talk about. I actually don't know if Kumia's bomb because Kumia just started doing stand up and he's already has this audience. So I remember hearing like Aaron Berg saying something like, uh, I can't wait till the first time Kumia bombs. And it was after like yeah. months of him having done shows That's because yeah. there are all these comp- comedians at the compound shows where everyone loves Kumia. Well, Berg even said like he was going to do a push up every time Kumia had a great set. And now look how jacked he is. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what gave him the heart attack. <laughs> trying to keep up with all the push ups of how yeah. many great sets Kumia was having. He could, he could, he could do 27 sets in a, in one night, but yeah. he can't keep up with the amount of killing. 
that that Anthony Cumia does. Yeah. Yeah, I did uh, In Hot Water this past week, and then um, it was uh, Gino Biscondi and Shuli Egar was on to it. And Shuli's somebody who I've known, like, for a while. He used to judge Fight Club. He saw me doing the roast, mm -hmm. and uh, he's also a big wrestling fan. I feel like once you have something outside of comedy in common with someone, even if they're further along than you've been around for a while, you just talk about that, and now it's like, oh, that's like a friend I talked to about yep. that, and yep. we also happen to know each other in comedy. Um, but Gino, uh, afterwards, it's like, you want to go to the bar across the street? And it's like, yeah, I'll hang out with them. But I don't know if either of you guys have ever been drinking with Gino. It's like one hour. I got four shots of whiskey and three beers and I'm like, all right, I'm good to go. I know Bobby, you haven't been drinking with Gino. No. Cause you're sober. Yeah. Um, uh, but, like, but that sounds like heavy. That sounds like college it is. level. Yeah, it is. Where it's like, all right, dude, like I'm here to have like, a good buzz. I don't need to get. Fucked up. Yeah, and Gino's like over 50, still doing that every That's day. That's a lot, dude. Yeah. I mean, I don't even really drink a whole lot anymore. Like, I'll have, like, a drink, but I don't drink to, like, black out anymore. Yeah, I, I'm the same way. Um, I guess I'm still a big guy, and I have enough tolerance that it didn't, like, completely fuck me up. But after, like, an hour and that much, I was, like, I knew I was, like, yeah, it's, uh... Yeah. I'm good to go. I just, yeah. you know, I'm not an actual degenerate. I just like to have a little locker room talk. Mm. Well, <laughs> now, like my tolerance is so like I used to have like a pretty high tolerance when I would drink all the time in California, but now that I'm I'm back, it's like I had like uh, I think the last time I drank was in December. Really, I, I had, like, you go that long without drinking? Well, yeah, I was at like a family dinner and like I had like a couple glasses of wine. Yeah. with my family, and like afterwards, I was like hammered <laughs> off of like yeah. two glass. I was like, whoa. <laughs> What's like, your like an embarrassing drunken story? A drunken Joe Gorman story? Jesus Christ, dude! A lot of puking on myself. Like I would like puke in cabs all the time in San mm. Francisco, and like I would have to say I'd always have like fifty bucks in advance just to pay off the cab driver. Yeah, fuck, dude, it's your puke money. It's <laughs> like I would have like puke money. Um, <laughs> I was just like always drunk, and I would think about like it's like I probably fucking put my career back like two or three years just by being drunk and not focusing mm. on actually writing material mm. like i feel like if i like spent half the time like just drinking and getting fucked up as i did like going out and like working on my act and actively trying to get booked i probably yeah probably have, like a fucking there's but, a lot of people in comedy where it's weird because there's a lot of people in comedy where people say oh if they didn't drink or do this many drugs they'd be further along but so many people in comedy are doing it mm -hmm. that um, the fact that I haven't and still I'm not further along means I'm just terrible at comedy I guess yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well the, the people yeah. that are like really good at promoting themselves yeah. and like do all the right industry stu mm -hmm. stuff usually fucking suck well yeah. and then like I was also like a lot of those people that I was comparing myself to at, at the time who were further ahead of me, like they all quit comedy. Yeah. Like they, they either like pump the brakes or, you know, they'll do like, uh, like one or two showcases, but they don't have nearly the momentum they had, you know, yeah. years ago. Remember when you first started and you thought the person hosting the open mic was a big deal? Oh, <laughs> yeah. You're like, hey, man, yeah, you talk to him afterwards. Like, yeah. do you have any advice and shit? Yeah. And now if we meet someone whose only credit is they host an open mic at Eastfield Comedy Club on Tuesdays, you're like, <laughs> you're like, fuck this guy. Yeah. Dude, that guy, uh, I, How look, do I man, get make mace? fun of it all. <laughs> yeah, how funny would like is like, do you have anything coming up? I'm like, yeah, I got something coming up. An open mic. <laughs> a free open mic. Check it out. Yeah. I mean, you did do that on rap. I ha I didn't have a choice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, dude. I don't have any shows, dude. We got to go on the road. Yeah, imagine if somebody did that thing I did on a podcast two weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> I, thought, I thought it was charming and endearing. <laughs> it's like, man, look, it ain't much, but it's honest work. 
Your dog Bobby, is. What uh, about um? Yeah, he's you, all over the yeah. place, man. He's always. I thought he was gonna get in my book bag for a second. Nah, he's fine. He he just has oh. his little carry. Oh, he's pace. got his little bed. Sorry, Bobby. I know you have a lot of uh, crazy drunk stories because you're sober now. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no, no one's is like, oh, I don't drink anymore, and they don't have crazy stories. Yeah, I guess maybe if they're like older, they stop drinking for like you could say it's for health reasons. Oh yeah, yeah. That guy that like uh, they're a functional alcoholic until their doctor says to stop. Yeah, yeah. I but guess that's like so. in your fifties. Yeah, yeah. I re- I remember. Well, I I uh, the worst of it uh, was like around the last two years that I was drinking. Yeah. Uh, I lived in the Czech Republic, Prague. Yeah. And uh, beer is cheaper than water there, mm-hmm. so it's like literally the worst place that you could live in if you have a drinking problem. How is how is beer cheaper than water? It's you. You could go. You could get a beer for like less than a dollar. Damn. Yeah, that was the case in America. Like most of the 1800s, is that there was, it was cheaper, and there was like beer was more available than clean drinking water mm. and whiskey and bourbon. Like all that was more available, which is like uh, we look back at prohibition as this like crazy thing that you would ever do that. But at the time, it wasn't like in the 1800s. Every guy was drunk all the time, beating their wives. Like mm. the original Temperance movie uh, came out of like women's rights. Girls were girls and men were men. <laughs> that, that's when we say the good old days. Yeah, that's when we, when, we, when, uh, when our boy Donnie J was saying "Make America Great Again," he meant <laughs> everyone getting fucked up on on readily available alcohol. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Yeah, yeah, people people really were just like getting drunk and operating heavy machinery, and they were yeah. only eleven. Yeah, <laughs> it was the, it was the the, the the decade of debauchery, man. Yeah, yeah. There was uh fuck, I forgot this woman's name. It was like crazy something, crazy Mary or something like that. There was this woman who uh, in the late eighteen hundreds like was so anti alcohol, she like took a hatchet and started going to saloons and she was breaking an ICP fan. No, it's not a, she was just breaking all the shit in these bars and like murdering bartenders Jeez. with a hatchet because of how terrible the alcohol made men. What an ugly broad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all these men are treating women like dogs except for me. They don't talk to me at all. Yeah, I'd like to see that bitch try to come between me and my Coors Light. <laughs> Imagining Joe running against her for office. Yeah. <laughs> this prohibition lady and just Joe. But, uh, from my cold, yeah. dead hands, yeah. bitch. Yeah, my, my every every rebuttal is like, shut up, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Can you believe this broad? Toss me a beer. <laughs> <laughs> Your it's closing argument is a stone-cold beer yeah. bash. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, like, I'm doing that thing. Like, hey, toss it here. Toss I catch it, dude. <laughs> Damn, I like that. And was... then she comes out and she's like, I am leaving, and you give her a stunner. <laughs> I'm like, have a beer. I hold it out. And that was my favorite. Whenever Stone Cold would offer someone a beer, and they were like, yeah. Is it, am I good? And like, you would always give them a stunner. It's so, at a certain point, you think people would be like, at the end of the beatdown, there's always like, Yo, you're not going to do it to me, right? We can have a beer together? Okay, and as soon as they start drinking, he's done At a certain point, are you going to just stop accepting the beer from Stone Cold? Mm. It's like Lucy and the football in Peanuts. Yeah. Where it's like, I got I to gotta try it. Um, but fun. yeah, Bobby, you were in the Czech Republic as an alcoholic. Yeah, I was teaching English there for $12 an hour. Mm. Um, just like, uh, y- like a year out of uh, college, had no idea what I was doing, and my buddy was going to do it. 
He's like, you could go there, take a course for like a month, and then you could you could teach English. And literally, I was like, okay, I will do that too, because I was just so not knowing what I was supposed to do. Yeah. So I went there, and I'm like, I'm like okay at uh, teaching English. Like I learned the grammar rules, all the stuff we were supposed to learn in high school, but we didn't because we were like we already speak this language. Yeah. So, um, but I'm like okay at public speaking, I guess. Yeah. Um. So I got like okay at teaching English, and when I wasn't like too sick to go, I would uh, I'd be like pretty good at at like teaching a class. Yeah. But I was just like when I wasn't doing that, I was drunk mm. all the time. Yeah. And I got into a fight with a guy because I kept petting his dog. <laughs> a student? No. <laughs> or like a blind student? <laughs> is it because is it because you called his girlfriend his dog as yeah. you were petting her? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I like your dog. She's pretty great. We should have a three-way. No, there was a guy. There was a guy at this bar, um, and I would get like hammered and like misread people. Ooh. That was my problem. Is uh, is that I would get like, I would think people were like fucking with me when they weren't, you mm-hmm. know, or even if they were, it was like not a big deal, you know what yeah. I mean? So like, there was this big guy alone at a bar with this this like very large dog, and so I went over and I like pet his dog. And then I like left and I came back to pet the dog again. And this guy alone at the bar with a dog, I don't think I'm the audience he's looking for. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I like go to pet the dog again and he kind of dismissively went like, uh, uh, Hey man, like, come on. I don't want you hanging out with my dog all night. And just, I just turned. <laughs> I was like, Hey, <laughs> fuck you, man. <laughs> fuck you. I'll pet your dog whenever I want. <laughs> like completely uncalled for. <laughs> and then just, just like, turned on my heels and walked away as if no nothing would come of that right (laughs) and then so like i forget about it like a half hour later i'm like peeing in the urinal all of a sudden the next thing i know someone's slamming my head against the the stall (laughs) yeah and like i was like literally confused and i look over and i saw it was him i was like oh and first of all my penis hurts because i had to make myself stop peeing And I just immediately was like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Like, just completely. That sobered me up, getting my head slammed into a toilet stall. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And uh, after that happened, I drank for two more years. Yeah. (laughs) That wasn't your... your, Rock bottom. Of, yeah. I woke up the next day. I was like, that's crazy. I hope I don't do that again. Anyway, time not to change any of the behavior that led me to it. <laughs> Damn, dude. That's wild. Yeah. Was there a moment where you decided to get sober? Was there something worse than that? No. Well, the, we- the weird thing is uh, no. Like the yeah. – I, I had a uh, – so I got like blackout drunk and was too sick to go to work. But that had happened – many many times you know what i mean but for some reason i was like oh i can't keep living like this Mm. you know and i uh i can't drink anymore and i just won't yeah you know what i mean i i didn't like go to meetings or anything i'm just like whatever else is going on my brain who knows but like just don't put alcohol in it stupid you know yeah Yeah. and that's most of the time when somebody like decides to get sober or lose weight everyone loves to like have the story of like it was one time where this girl said this thing to me or i was alone by myself and i like it was no one thing that happened you just decided one day you'd get your life together i do have a uh though i have a scar on my chin which you probably can't even notice from the last night i drank and whenever i shave it like hurts Mm. so it's like a nice little like two or three times a week when i shave i like 
remind myself that I can't yeah. drink. <laughs> it's like my version of an AA chip. Yeah. Damn. Damn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I did actually. I uh, when I w- I don't remember this. My parents told me I quit drinking from a bottle because of another girl who was my age, like another four year old girl. I think I was like three or four. Like I shouldn't oh, have been drinking I'm- from the bottle anymore. That's, I thought beer bottle. I thought we were still <laughs> yeah. on drinking alcohol. No, no bottle. Like drinking from a bottle as a baby. Oh hell I, yeah! I uh, wouldn't have picked up on it until you said I was four years old. Yeah. Like, well, okay. I said drinking from a bottle. Yeah, well, like a bottle I guess a of beer liquor. bottle. Yeah, yeah. Beer that's bottle. what I thought you were saying because I know that you still yeah. drink, but yeah. I thought you had this moment. And you were like, "Okay, no more drinking yeah. whiskey straight from the bottle. <laughs> no more drinking an entire bottle of alcohol. Yeah, no more like a handle of fucking Jack Daniels yeah. or some shit. No it's more like- smashing bottles over people's heads because they won't let me pet their dog. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, and this guy, by the way, like huge. Yeah. Just this huge check eye that like it was total not only was it like rude and disrespectful of me, but just ill advised. Yeah. And dumb. You know what I mean? Mm. Like and for people that don't know what I look like, I'm only five ten. Yeah. You know what I mean? So You gotta you gotta have that icebreaker, may I pet your dog. Yes. <laughs> the thing is he let me do it the first time. It's that yeah. I didn't have continual access to his dog. Mm. Well, you know what pissed me off was the dismissiveness which with mm. with which he fucking yeah. you got that he, you got that ego in you, Bobby Sheen. Yeah, not anymore. I guess like if you just add alcohol, I get this weird. That's why when people are like, because I'm not, I don't have an ego. I don't think. Yeah. You're like, I'm a grade A dog petter. Yeah, asshole. yeah. I, you, better, you, you don't know how lucky you are yeah. to pet your dog. Bitch. Your dogs, your dogs on cloud nine, dude. Yeah. I, I, but that, that's why I'm like skeptical when people say, uh, like a drunken man's thoughts or, uh, or a drunken man's. Uh, words or a sober man's thoughts. Mm. I'm like, some people just can't handle drugs. You know what I mean? Some yeah. people, some people, their brain chemistry. Because there's no scenario if I was sober in which I would behave that way. You know what I'm saying? Not behave that way, but I think uh, I can see what that saying is coming from. Is mm. that when you're sober, you may think certain things, but you know that it's not real. Mm. You just th- people think crazy things. Like mm. yeah, some people think that Kamala Harris should be the vice president. <laughs> <laughs> People will just think Looks crazy like things. Looks like 200 million people need to have their rock bottom moment. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, you can just think like you think about killing someone. Like everyone oh, yeah. thinks like things that they don't actually believe. When you get drunk, you say more of the things that you don't necessarily believe, but they're somewhere in there. You know, like, they're going to kill cut- you. <laughs> They're going to cut the clip of you going, you know how you think about killing someone yeah. and Joe and I just going, mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. You it said it, brother. It was just talk. a little locker room talk. We found plans. Yeah. We found a diagram of the White House <laughs> in your apartment. <laughs> That's just some locker room drawings. If we if we get a studio, we have to have like we have to make it look like an actual locker room mm. with like the locker room benches and yeah. all those like those little ass cubbies you can put your shit in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some old we dude have perpetually to... powdering his balls. <laughs> we Gino Visconti, rec- welcome to the yes. fucking. <laughs> we had to record the show in towels only. Yeah, <laughs> I got one wrapped up around my hair. <laughs> you have a full face mask on. Yeah, I got that. I got like. My towel, like my other towel, is like way over my nipples. So yeah. I don't show off anything. <laughs> I'm a prude. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have a crazy drinking story, Matt? Um, with that time when I gave up the bottle. Um, <laughs> oh yeah. Where was? I'm sorry. Where was that? Oh, going? Um. Yeah. So when I was like three or four years old, uh, we were in like a playground, and uh, I came, ran over to my parents for a bottle. They've been trying to like wean me off the bottle, but I wouldn't give it up. Mm. And I was like playing with chalk or whatever with some girl. And then I go run over to get my bottle and uh, I go back over to the girl and she goes, you still drink from a bottle? And my parents said I never drank from a bottle again. 
<laughs> Damn, dude, what a simp. <laughs> uh, you, you, you still drink from a bottle? Uh, not if you don't like it, babe. I'll change everything about me, dude. Matt, could, Matt should have been sucking on a bottle right now, yeah. dude, but this, this bitch from 30 years ago had to ruin it, dude. Matt had the same conversation 26 years later, except it was you still live with your parents? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. I'll move out right now. I swear I will. At least it's... Uh, Damn, you were a horned up four-year-old. That's impressive. Yeah. Um, I don't Matt, know if no, I... Matt just has been given into peer pressure his entire <laughs> life. Yeah. That's no, that, really my, one of my earliest childhood memories is a fight I got in in preschool because uh, me and a girl built a fort with blocks and a guy came and knocked it over and the girl who I made the fort with started crying and I picked up one of the blocks and hit the guy in the back of the head. Nice, right. dude. What about okay. defending a woman's honor? Yes. There you go. <laughs> did you get did you get dome from that girl? Yeah. She uh, sucked his dick during nap time. Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> they fucking sat in the two cots. I think the I think the uh, preschool teacher's reading her romance novel. Yeah. Let me show you something. <laughs> it's time for the Sons of Anarchy portion of yeah. Uh, yeah. The fucking put, nap put preschool. <laughs> put your blanket over here. Let me show you something. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. 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 Yeah, that's my Joe, crazy. Joe, you got uh, you got two handkerchiefs on your wall, and it's blue and yellow. Oh, I actually there's uh, there's more. It's a yeah, whole it's thing. A, those are my Buddhist meditation flags that have fallen down. Okay. Really? Oh, yeah. I thought a magician threw up. Yeah, <laughs> 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 Damn, we gotta get we gotta get a camera. These fucking visuals. They're yeah. Great. Well, does your girlfriend want uh, the world no. to know the inside no, of her she apartment? Is, she's been very. Sp- no, we're not allowed. We're mm. not even allowed to. I'm not even allowed to say I'm in a relationship. Mm. Mm. <laughs> you, she said Didn't that. Just the judge post, said that. Yeah. You just posted a picture of her on International Women's Day on Instagram. I had to. It made her happy. <laughs> That's what I realized, fellas. You want a happy relationship? Do stuff to make a woman happy. Happy wife, happy life. That's my. I got that tattooed on my chest. <laughs> I got it tattooed on my taint. I got. I got happy wife, happy life tattooed in prison. So I remember. <laughs> get a get a, tr- a lower back tattoo. Happy wife, happy life. <laughs> that way, when I'm about to get raped, the guy's like, he's off the market. He's taken. <laughs> they call that a prison ring. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's like, wait, it wouldn't be right. I got, I, I'm in this whole mess for stealing. Yeah. Never again. <laughs> yeah, man. Happy wife, happy life, dude. Mm. What do you guys do for International Women's Day? Joe posted a picture of his girlfriend. Bobby suspiciously did not. Uh-oh. Trouble in paradise. That's because I fucked up on Valentine, so I need to redeem <laughs> myself. Um, well, my girlfriend has specifically asked me not to post stuff about her on social media. Um, oh, like not because post pictures. Mm, well, she doesn't. I don't think she wants. This might sound crazy, but I don't think she wants to get canceled by proxy. Yes, you know but saying? you did post. Um, she it was something that she said. She oh, said what have you yeah. turned me into? Well, it's because she could remain a not like okay, she yes. could remain anonymous because she has like a, a a job that she isn't. Uh, she's not gleeful at the idea of getting fired from like yeah. us. You well, know I'm I mean? not gleeful, but I'm. When it comes down to it, mm. it's like I care more about this. Mm. Was it on mic that you said this is like suicide by cop? Yes. Okay, yeah. Yes, thank God. Thank God <laughs> and thank God I did. No, but uh my my girl's like the same way. She doesn't want she doesn't want me to, you know, bring her up on on this just out of fear that mm. Our fan base would would kill her, and she. So that I way, mean, if, yeah. if our fan base is worth anything, they would. They would yeah. because, you know like, they I mean? know that by by killing her, it would 
unlock my full potential as a man with <laughs> nothing to lose. So I would be, you know, because like right now I'm a family man. Yeah. yeah you know, right. like I'm a family man. Yeah. But if, if something were to happen to her. Yeah. Dude, I don't I, I, It would just be comedy and vengeance. Yeah. yeah. You know, you That's, would go full yeah. no fap. Like you would just mm. have all of that energy inside you for bits. I, yeah, dude. I'd be like uh, Patrick Swayze's character in Roadhouse just mm. doing karate in the morning shirtless with, mm. with glistening abs. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Damn, that sucks that the only thing standing between you and abs is your girl. Yeah, that's Sorry it. to hear that, bro. Yeah, that, that, mm. that's, yeah, that's why. Hey, small price to pay, baby. Small <laughs> price to pay. Mm. When was International Women's Day? Yesterday, dude. Yesterday? Mm. Or the oh, day we, we watched... Um, More like International House of... Oh, you guys, what did you watch? Um, uh, War Games with uh, Matthew Broderick. War Games. Oh, that was from the 80s, wasn't it? Yeah. Wasn't that like... Mm. It gave me a fucking weird feeling, dude, because I like looked up how guy old he was might, later. Like, like the kind of vibe from a guy who might kill someone drunk driving? Yeah. Oh! That's his fucking rock bottom story there, dude. <laughs> hey, look, you think I, you think I completely dude... forgot about yeah. that. That's great. Yeah. That was like in Ireland or some shit? Yeah, yeah I some think foreign so. country. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you thought, so you thought it doesn't really the guy's count. dog was bad. <laughs> he was such a, a sexy 21 year old in that movie mm. i felt weird because he's in high school in the movie so i like paused it and googled how old is matthew broderick in this movie and he's 21 so it's cool well, don't worry yeah. dude everyone does that with euphoria now yeah. like can i fucking jerk off to to sid sweeney's tits because mm. she's technically a high school student mm -hmm. but guess what she's a fucking old bitch she's like 24 yeah <laughs> so that's such an old bitch yeah dude. go to go to town Mm. Go to town, fellas. Damn. You got you got the Joe Gorman Hall pass. Mm. Mm. Are you watching Euphoria? Fuck no. <laughs> Kelly is, that, is. is that what you're doing for Women's History Month, dude? I'm just we should all watch Euphoria for Women's History Month, <laughs> buddy. You don't need to watch Euphoria. You just need to go on Reddit and look at all the gifts they, you they wanna, pull from you, that. Also, Euphoria is what I call my girl's face when I tell her a new episode of Locker Room Talk is officially yeah. <laughs> available on Spotify. <laughs> also, Joe, you're gonna want to bleep out. You said your girlfriend's name. No, I didn't. <laughs> Yeah, you did. <laughs> did. Did he? Uh, no, I didn't. And who cares, dude? People know. She's who she in is. show. Your girlfriend's in show business. So and you did post that, a picture of her. Yeah, on I posted Instagram, a picture. Yeah. Like she's always on my social media because yeah. I am happily in a relationship. Sorry, ladies. You want to suck my dick? Not fucking happening. So my my, my girlfriend doesn't have this uh, presence on social media. Which she's is, off the grid. She's off the grid, which is very funny because I'm sure there are people that think I'm making her up. Mm. You know what I mean? That's why you always parade her around at uh, someone. Right. I'm yeah. like, hey, hello, everyone at this yeah. show. This is my girlfriend. I <laughs> There's a couple about. people who've asked me if I've met your girlfriend before, and I told them that she lives in Canada. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She goes to a different comedy scene, bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's involved in a different comedy scene. Yeah. yeah. Should we move to L.A.? I don't think so. I think I would not have fun there. Mm. Yeah. I don't think I would either. And I think the only reason is just because I'm nostalgic for my 20s. And mm -hmm. you were in California throughout your I was, 20s. Yeah, I was in yeah. California. But now I have to I have to accept my fate mm. as being the greatest comedian in New York City. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Even though my 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 soul cries out for the California coast once yeah. again. Mm. Well, actually this is I was talking to Shuley. I didn't know he moved to Huntsville, Alabama. Why? Um well, he has a friend who like lives there. Huntsville is like actually like on the come up. Like uh, there's a lot. It's what there's a lot of like. Uh, there's some space company that's. And I don't know if it's SpaceX, but there's or NASA, something like that is there. And also there's like a whole bunch of tech jobs there. Mm. So it's like there's talk of it being like the next Nashville, Austin. It's only mm. two hours from Nashville, three hours from Atlanta. So he's like once a week going to Nashville and Atlanta to do shows. 
And uh, he works on Stern, but he was working remotely for the pandemic. And he showed me a picture of the house he got. It's like two or three hundred dollars more than what he had in Astoria, and it's like six bedrooms. Yeah. and it's <laughs> incredible. Ugh. So should we move? I don't know because I feel I couldn't do Fight Club, and I still want to do Fight mm-hmm, Club. Mm-hmm. But the idea of one day being able to uh, you have enough of a career that you can live like somewhere outside of New York and L.A. Mm-hmm. Like for a while, Stanhope was the only one who had that. Yeah. We just had his like compound in Arizona. But the idea of being able to not have to be in New York or L.A. is something that I think I could get by one like, day. You don't have to be like a nationally touring comedian already. Yeah. To be able, you know. Yeah. But there's nothing like performing it i don't know new york is just like a a a a vibe all of its own man yeah really and i'm saying this as somebody that's lived in like multiple cities now like there really is nothing like new york you moved around a lot like growing up right a little bit well my dad was like in the army so you know we i was born in in which side the good side, dude. Okay. He was in a, he was part of Al Qaeda, dude. He's the one, he was the one who got like the fucking World Trade Center blueprints to Al Qaeda. Yeah. Like I'm actually I'm actually half Afghani. Yeah, <laughs> Afghanistan, Afghanistan, Afghanistan. Uh, yeah, we moved around. I was born, so I, I grew up in North Carolina. I, really, I, I was born in North Carolina. I thought you were born in Kansas. No, I was born in North Carolina, and then when we were about four, we moved to Kansas. Okay. And uh, th- my dad was stationed in Fort Leavenworth, and that's where we did some some most of my growing up. Okay. And then my mom, after my parents got divorced, my mom remarried, and uh, my my stepdad got a job in uh, in in the pharmaceuticals in in the West Coast. Mm, and so then we, you yeah. weren't in Kansas anymore. I was not in Kansas anymore. Dude, I was sitting on that this whole time. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I'm like, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up, and then fucking Matt. your parents divorced and Damn, told dude, you. Damn, dude, you just Joe Biden that away from me. <laughs> your parents divorced and told you carry on my wayward son. Yeah. Stop by, <laughs> by Kansas. Mm. Yeah, because all we are is dust in the wind, baby. <laughs> Damn. I, we, I moved to California at just the right time. Like, I was, like, just turning 13. Yeah. So, like, I'm glad I didn't spend, like, you know, what, what, what you know, when it comes down to it, California was cool because... You got to meet like all different kinds of. You got to meet all kinds of different groups of people. That was like the first yeah. time I ever saw like a gay couple in real life. And you, know, you immediately I, threw up on yourself. I was like, "What <laughs> gay man? What the hell?" And, like, and like, that's yeah, when you realized you need to start carrying fifty dollars around with him into cabs. <laughs> <laughs> I need Ooh. my vomit money in case I'm drunk or there's gays around. <laughs> that is a that is a delicious callback. Mm. <laughs> well, oh my god, what if you're drunk while you see a gay couple, you'll like exorcist double vomit out. double vo- you you'd vomit and shit. Damn. Or Damn. they cancel each other out and he comes and said, <laughs> I'm so homophobic. I come when I see guys kiss. <laughs> Only when I'm drunk though. <laughs> they were so disgusting. I couldn't stop coming. <laughs> Vile. Mm. Damn, dude, you're the most international of all of us, because because Matt and I are just like northeast trash. Yeah, well, I'm an international man of mystery. Yeah, Mm. me and Bobby are just a couple of New York City comedians doing doing what New New York York City comedians do. How many episodes in you think before people get sick of us doing that? Never get. Someone commented on one of my posts with that. Like hell yeah, I'm making other people autistic. (laughs) No way, dude. When we do a live show, the entire audience is going to shout. Doing what New York City comedians do, <laughs> and then it's like, so yeah. so funny. That just something that started as me and Bobby doing something to annoy Mike Harrington and Chris from Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if it ever actually catches on, it's funny. We did it to Mike Harrington first, and and 
and you and I were like, that was the best guy to do it to. And then when we did it to Chris from Brooklyn, yeah. we're like, oh, that's the guy that gets the most upset yeah. by it. <laughs> why? It just, it, it, it's how it's can so he get, against him to the core. How can somebody named Chris from Brooklyn be upset by somebody else proclaiming they're a New York comedian? <laughs> <laughs> well, you're not specific to what borough you were. <laughs> I think there was one time, it was either Chris or Mike, where after we did it, we both folded our arms and stood back to back. <laughs> It's so fucking stupid, dude. <laughs> Just lean back. <laughs> Damn, I'm, I'm glad we figured out that comedy, yeah, it could be clever punchlines or it could just be being annoying. Yeah. You know? Be in the moment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Be annoying in the moment. Yeah, I uh, was on a train uh, earlier today and it was like by a school as the school was getting out and two of the kids were like talking to each other and one of them was like playing a Nintendo Switch game and he's like, when is it my turn? And then the other kid just says, it's my turn to fuck your mom. And I was like... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I thought I was nice. like that's literally a riff that like we would say on a show we are adults doing a comedy show well hey maybe maybe that was doing like a comedy yeah. for years you better you that's a child prodigy right there you <laughs> just fucking saw all right but the fucking the ch- a child with the genius of a man <laughs> unstoppable <laughs> Yeah, we got to get him on the pod. Yeah. Yeah, yeah this this child has the <laughs> intellect of a 37-year-old drug addict. Yeah. Let's bring him on and ask him if he jerks off to other children. <laughs> <laughs> it's my turn to fuck your mom, dude. Damn, I'm going to be fucking cracking up about that. Imagine being like a teacher and you have to correct that. That well, would be. It's also just funny because we we all think like, what a fucking progress, you, you know? Because you read all these things about like how like, oh well, I'm raising my child like non-binary. I'm you know, my our kids are progressive. You know, we express our feelings. I don't, anytime I pass the school, I hear kids calling each other gay. Still, it's oh, like, thank it's still- God, dude. <laughs> they, remember, remember when they actually remember when like Hillary Duff and and uh, fucking uh, Wanda Sykes were trying to make it be like, oh, you you think something's gay? What, like it's a bad thing? Yeah. You wouldn't say that you wouldn't say you you wouldn't say it's 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 so Matt Marin. You know, why are you saying it's gay? Why are you saying it's retarded? It's like because it's gay and retarded, you fucking gay <laughs> retarded bitch. What do you want me to fucking yeah. say? You should have had a commercial after, like you know, the State of the Union where they have the other party's response. Yeah, yeah. that should have been your commercial. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I'm Joe Gorman, and here's what I think about gay. It's and Wanda Sykes, Hillary yeah. Duff, PSA, and now they're a rebuttal from comedian Joe Gorman. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's the same. Their PSA in slow motion and black and white. Hillary and Duff Joe- and Wanda Sykes think it's not okay. To, to call things gay and retarded. What can we say when a world is gay and retarded? <laughs> Joe Gorman for free speech. <laughs> <laughs> I just like, it's like the Hillary Duff and the Wanda Sykes PSA ends and it's like, now the rebuttal from Joe Gorman and Joe's like, PSA? More like PS gay! <laughs> 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 U.S. gay, U.S. gay, U.S. gay. Hell yeah! Air guitar. Damn, that's that's we that's what we need at the Super Bowl commercial. That's just some locker room talk. We yeah. should we should buy ad space for the next Super Bowl commercial. We, yeah. Good luck, dude. They won't even let you advertise something as cool as marijuana. During mm-hmm. the Super Bowl, oh yeah, they they weren't uh, allowed to advertise. No, marijuana. they pulled, there was there was going to be like a bunch of medicinal marijuana ads 
uh, like two Super Bowls ago, but mm. they they put the kibosh. Well, on they it. wouldn't what? want the players to see it, start smoking weed, and stop hitting their wives. Who the fu- damn? Show me an athlete that smokes weed. I'll show you a fucking cool athlete. The only <laughs> the only athletes Will- I can Ricky think Williams. of are Rob Van Dam and Nate, Nick Diaz. Nick and Nate Diaz. Ricky Williams is the football player who oh, like yeah. quit so he could smoke weed, mm. oh, and he right. like grew, grows weed professionally now. There was that uh, pitcher for the uh, San Francisco Giants. Um, who who would pitch? It was Tim something. Tim Lincoln. Tim Lincecum. Lincecum. Yeah. Yo, he was. I mean, he looks like a weed guy. He's a little fucking weed guy. Yeah. 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 He flamed out. He was. Uh. He was a short king. I mean, by like major league baseball pitching standards, he was like five ten. Okay. Pitchers are always over six feet tall, mm-hmm. and he was a small guy, one hundred seventy pounds, skinny, but just fucking fired like ninety eight mile an hour well, fast. You know balls. why? It's because his arm broke and it healed yeah. super fast. Yeah. Wait, is that a joke? It's a rookie of the year. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> his arm—he broke his arm when he was a kid. Well, because yeah, Matt just looks so serious, I was like, oh, "Well, fuck. he actually did have like an arm injury, also, <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> but it didn't like make him a pitcher. It ended his pitching career. Uh, uh, even better. So he was a reverse rookie of the year. Yeah. <laughs> he had a reverse. A far I mean, more, a far sadder film. I mean, it's <laughs> reverse. Where I mean, actually, in in real life, every time that happens, it's a reverse rookie of the year. Yeah. When you injure your arm, it always makes you a Worst picture, dude. What the a movie mov- is the weird thing. What a what a movie that would be. It's just it's just a uh, uh, a sad man who didn't spend his money well, sitting in a community college class, <laughs> <laughs> trying to learn how to be a, a business administrator. Yeah, trying to fucking like re revitalize his fucking failed career, trying to get his namesake out there, like opening a restaurant or something. Dude, I, that's got to be the most depressing life available to a person is to be rich and then not be rich anymore. Oh, fuck that. You know yeah. I mean? You got to save your money, dude. Yeah. You got it. There's nothing scarier than like not having money and running out. But if you're, if you're broke your whole life, like, yeah, it sucks. But like, if you are a literal millionaire, and then it's like, all right, now you got to unload a truck. Like, really, dude? Yeah, yeah there was a whole documentary um, a, called Broke about athletes who just spent through all their money. I, I would watch that, yeah. And yeah. they would always just bring them out. And they were like, I, they live, well, because like a lot of those guys, like, when they got, they signed their first contract, they got their first million. That was like the first time they ever had true wealth. Mm-hmm. And they didn't know what to do with it. And nobody was, they, they didn't have, they, it's not like the NFL provided them any financial advisors to be like you should invest half of this you know like 40 percent of of every check should go into like a savings or something like they just didn't have that they don't yeah. know yeah. They, they they associate wealth with like you know i have a fancy suit i have a nice car mm-hmm. but but true wealth is is security yeah. yes comfort mm. And and trying to explain that to someone in their fucking nineteen, like their brain, oh, especially like kids who grew up with like generational poverty and now get a generational wealth one time contract. Yeah, um, yeah. I looked it up because it was driving me crazy. I forgot the the hatchet lady who went uh, around uh, attacking the saloons with a hatchet. Her name was Carrie Nation, and the nickname was Hatchet Granny. More like dumb bitch. <laughs> <laughs> hatchet Granny sounds like a dominatrix. The Hatchet Granny. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just hatchets your balls while talking about how old she is. Yeah. Yeah. The hatchet granny. Damn, dude. Uh, attacking alcohol, serving establishments, mostly taverns with a hatchet. Mm. Jesus. Damn. Yikes. She was the original, like, hardline straight edge chick. Did She yeah. probably had those three X's tattooed on her arm. Probably. And she loved yeah. Minor Threat. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, dude. Yeah, wasn't that... That was always funny, like, those, like, hardcore straight edge. Yeah. People that would go into mosh pits and beat the shit out of people. Yeah. 
I never really got the mosh pit, like, appeal when it was, like, I guess it's, well, be, maybe it's because I was, like, a wrestler growing up, mm. so I, like, got my frustration out in, like, judo classes oh, and amateur wrestling yeah, classes. absolutely just like Because a, I would a, see all these kids, I've gone to, like, concerts where I'm like, I like this band, I get there, and then I look at the mosh pit, and I'm like, can't even get close to this. I'm like, what, have you guys just never been in a fight in your life? And I guess that is what it is. <laughs> yeah, like, that's, that's absolutely what it it's is. It's just a bunch of dorks who've never fought anyone, and this is, like, where they get at their frustration. Yeah, they just shove around. It's like, I don't know. I never that never looked enjoyable. That always looked scary to me. Crowd surfing is fun. Crowd surfing yeah. does look like fun. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I, someone did it to me. I was at a bad religion show and I, I was uh, lifted without my consent. Mm. Like all of a sudden, I hear all my friends go three, two, one, and then I'm up in the air. Yeah, and. Uh, at first, it's like disorienting and like a little uncomfortable because you're like, okay, I'm relying on strangers to make sure my head doesn't hit the floor. Right. It's like a fun trust fall almost. Yeah, yeah, but then it, yeah, it got fun. But then I got sad uh, at the end because the security pulls you down and they're mad at you, and I don't like when people are mad at me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Do think they smash mad. your head into a bathroom stall? Yeah. <laughs> 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 Can you imagine if that's how I died? Then they like the. The Czech police had explained to my parents, they're like, yeah, he got too excited about petting this dog. I, that's the most basic white girl way to die is that I wanted to pet a dog. Pet too a dog. Much. Like, what a fucking, like, a big guy that's, like, so, like, bigger, physically bigger than you, bigger mm. and imposing. Mm. It's like, oh, what a drunk little asshole. Mm. You know, he was like, oh, I need to teach him a lesson. Yeah, well, like, what's the point of being a huge guy if you don't get to hit people? Oh, being like mm. a protecting people. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Protecting mm. people. Mm. Yeah. Well, you're just protecting me for being a douche for the entire night. I guess. Yeah. Well, yeah, maybe. <laughs> protecting other people from, from my douchebaggery. Yeah. Mm. I mean, like, I could see him, like, if like if you like if you did that to a woman and then, like, the, her boyfriend right. came up. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. was like, I got to kick your ass out of principle. That's fine. But, like, if, if I was, like, a big fucking dude, I was like, hey, can you, like, take it easy on petting the dog? Like, I'll pet your dog, whatever the fuck I want. <laughs> I'd be like, what the fuck was that little guy? <laughs> did, you, did everyone else see it? What the fuck was that? Anyway. And then I would be, like, be I'd be there and say, I don't know, Joe. I think you gotta go beat the shit out of him. <laughs> <laughs> you think I should rape this guy in the bathroom? You think I should do that? I uh, afterwards too, I went to the bartender and I was like, I was just assaulted. Oh, <laughs> you got full white girl. Yeah. Oh my god. For and real? uh but she saw like how I was behaving before, so she was like, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I, like obviously, I was like still wasted, so the shame didn't fully sit into the next day. But that, mm-hmm, I was like, oh, I should probably. All right, I'm. All right, I'm gonna leave. Yeah, damn, oh. dude, that sucks. And, that, and you had to relive it right now. No, nah, that's all right because that—that's like who I was. It's not who I am. Who that's I am now so is the guy funny that just you likes to coming riff. out of the bathroom. I was just assaulted <laughs> <laughs> to a bartender who just saw you say "fuck you" to a guy because he said "take it easy" with petting my dog. <laughs> maybe in like Bob, maybe you should have like, fucking yeah. broke my nose. <laughs> the actual reality is like Bob was just shaking the dude's dog, and he was like, "Take it easy." He's like, "I'm petting him. He loves it." He was jerking him off. Yeah. He was a red <laughs> rocket. <laughs> <laughs> You're just straight up jerking <laughs> off the guy's dog. You're like, hey, take it. I'm, I, I'm trying to breed him. Yeah. Trying to put him out to stud. Yeah. It's like, I don't want a red rocket jerking. <laughs> I don't want a red rocket giving my dog a red rocket. <laughs> <laughs> I got there. <laughs> Proud of you, Maddie. Thank you. Hell yeah, dude. Mm. Relax, dude. We're over an hour. Mm. We're just having a good time. Mm. Yeah. Just doing a little, uh, little uh, extra. Give the give the people what they want. Just more solid riffs, baby. More solid riffs. Yeah. 
more Riffs drunken and kisses, more drunken Bobby stories. That, that was wild. Man. Yeah, no, dude, that was Bobby's lived a life before he became a world-renowned comedian. Yeah, well, before he uh, became a world-renowned comedian, I like quit drinking and then started doing stand-up. So no wow. one that knows me from comedy knows me as a drunk guy, which is probably for the best. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. that's kind of what I liked about moving to new york was it was like kind of a fresh start mm. yeah like all no- those allegations went away yeah uh, <laughs> yeah it's disappeared dude <laughs> leave it in california um and it was uh, it was cool but it was also like nobody knew who i was but that was also like i'm gonna fucking blow your mind at this fucking open mic yeah because like lo and behold i actually have 10 years of experience doing mm. this shit but i'll put my name in the bucket you gotta have zero ego man yeah let the scene will tear you up otherwise. Mm. Yeah, I um, it was interesting for me because I had been like pro wrestling and I was kind of a dorky kid who I wasn't like bullied a lot, but I was like just like I wasn't like popular or cool. And when I was like getting into wrestling, I was like, now I can like be a different person yeah. and uh, went like the other way with it where I was like a dick to people and then got into comedy. It was like, OK, I'm back to being nice. And no one who and like I, I have a new friend group. No one in comedy knows how much of a dick I was being when I was a wrestler. Uh, it's like the first time in my life that a girl comes up to me after a show and like wants to hook up with me. And I don't know if any 18 year old is going to handle that really well. No. Not at all, dude. Yeah. And now in comedy, I'm back to that not happening anymore. Yeah. <laughs> dude, comedy is a great equalizer. You don't yeah. want somebody that wants to fuck you because of your comedic skills, though. I, uh, mm. I went out, uh, this is a couple years ago, a girl saw me do a set, and uh, she came up to me, and we were talking, and I asked her for a number, and we, like went on a date the next day, and she just slowly realized that I was not the same guy that she saw eight minutes of the day before. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm. Like, you don't constantly talk about not being good at sex and r- jerking off all the time? Right. Well, that's <laughs> the... I, I'm like, well, she's on board with how weird I am because my stand-up, like, how weird it is. And then... So I'm like, okay, I'm in. And then she was just kind of like, eh. There's less punchlines in person. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, well I didn't write yeah. the hour of dialogue yeah. uh, for the date beforehand. I wish I had. Yeah. Maybe that would have been the way to go. I don't know. It's different. Like w- the person you are on stage is vastly different from who you are. Have you ever dated someone or hooked up with someone that f- that like knew you from your comedy? All the time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All the time. Sometimes I would like walk off stage and I'd find a bitch in the audience yeah. and I'd point and be like, let's get out of here. Yeah. And they're like, yes. At master. the end of your set, they all just throw panties up and you sniff them all and pick yeah. one and then match it to the girl and that's who you go home with. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I was like, everyone put your business card in this yeah. fishbowl. I remember I dated a girl for a little bit who met me at a comedy show, but she didn't see my set. Her friend did. Her friend liked my comedy and then goes to her friend and said, there's a guy who's on the show who I think you'd like. And then like kind of made that match. I, that was pretty cool because then it wasn't like I got to like actually meet the girl as a person first. Yeah. But she got like the recommendation from the comedy. Nice. And that's a that's a like kind of a decent workaround. Mm. Brilliant. Brilliant. Yeah. The I think if you're trying to do comedy specifically to get laid, that's a formula to be unfunny. Yeah. You or make I mean? money. Or make money. Yeah. <laughs> or have fans. Yeah. Or be successful. Yeah. <laughs> All, you gotta. You just gotta work for people after the bar show saying, "Hey, man, good set." Yeah. And, you know, use that for food. Yeah. You just you gotta know? have faith. You gotta. You gotta touch your body. You let that fuel you, man. Mm. Mm. You gotta have faith, just like you gotta have faith in locker room talk. You gotta. 
Yeah. So, folks, continue to like, subscribe, support us on Patreon. We don't have a Patreon. What? Well, Matt. You- Not every podcast has to end with like good riffs and plugs. <laughs> Matt, my, my fucking my, my fucking rent is due. What are you telling? <laughs> what the fuck do you mean we don't have a fucking Patreon, dude? We'll get a Patreon and we'll get a video going once Joe wakes up with his girlfriend and still is able to record in her apartment. <laughs> <laughs> now, baby, you're not going to like this, but. <laughs> so I'm going to need you to leave the apartment on Thursday evening. Still pay rent, though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's come on. She signed the lease, too. Mm. I didn't sign the lease. I'm a squatter. Hell, yeah. Squatting on your face, taking a shirt. Doggy. All right, bye. (laughs) Fuck, we blew it, dude. We fucking blew it. Get the fuck up!